You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-host Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jaybird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of Jay's Journal, and which is part of Fansided.com. Once again, Jason Lyons is here with me this evening. What up, great intro. Not much, buddy. Great intro by Ken. You know, unfortunately, he's you know got some things to handle this evening, yeah, but we'll yeah. have him back next week. Yeah. So we get to talk the mellowest offseason of all. What <laughs> so feels like the longest time after everybody and their brother was talking. This is going to be one of the most hectic off seasons of all time, just because everybody didn't get to do what they wanted last year because of the lockout. But Jason, were you expecting this? The biggest name to sign anywhere right now so far is Jose Abreu. I know. Yesterday. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to me the the immediate speed with which so many guys were mentioned. And then you know, a lot of teams, because of force, have to drop some of those those players and, and they're moving salary around and all the rest of it. Um, it seems weirdly quiet. And I don't know if that's just because of a name as big as Aaron Judge is being out there and being sort of that one, you know, chip to fall. And when it does, everyone else can just, you know, relax their sphincters a little bit and, and you know, try and make a play. Um but it's, you know, I think that, that there's a few big names out there. Um, you know, there's been some signings of guys uh, and there, there's a lot of money being thrown around. And I think that, again, to some of the smaller market teams is, is quite frightening when yeah. they see some midline guys getting signed to pretty big deals. Um, and, you know, so it was nice to see um, uh, Abreu moved. Um I, I was fortunate enough uh, two years ago to go to the um, uh, spring training facility where the Dodgers and the White Sox work out. And mm-hmm. we watched him from, I don't know, maybe five feet away, hit home runs that some just vaporized into the air and others, I assume, went down some highway in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yep. Um, he hits the ball an astronomically long way when he's taking BP. Like, and he's the only guy with a, a beard of tail. I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a goat tail, rat yeah. tail for the base, whatever. whatever you want to call it. I just think it's funny that the uh, baseball, 
you know, players always, you know, kind of goof around with him about it. It's a very a la the Adrian Beltry touching his head thing. Yeah. <laughs> so good fun stuff. But um, before we dive too crazy into it, because really the only other outside of Jose Abreu news that's going on, which honestly, I think that's going to be a good fit for him as part of his career. Um, I think he's well overdue for a change of scenery because the White Sox clearly were not helping him get to that next stage of his career where he was going to get a postseason run and maybe a world series. So he gets to get that with the Houston Astros for a, a team that could use a first baseman. So as much as I yeah. don't want to see the Astros getting better, um, I do think that this pre-creates some weird ambiguity with uh, what's going on with uh, Trey Mancini, but yeah, yeah, for sure. The only other news we were talking about, though, Miguel Cabrera has officially stated this is going to be his last season in Major League Baseball. Um, it, this is a you know franchise level guy, baseball elite, and he hit the last milestones that fill up the trifecta for his Yahtzee card for the Baseball Hall of Fame, basically. So, what are you thinking, Jason, about hearing the the news about Miguel Cabrera moving? He's one of my favorite players to ever play. Um, I, I had a, I got a ton of respect for that guy. I've got a ton of respect for the way not only he plays, uh, but um, you know how he's been in his career. Um, I think that he's one of those guys that is underrated in the sort of good guy care, you know, territory. Um, you know, everybody likes him and, and the players love him and his, you know, his coaching staff always loved him and he was a big team guy, but I just, I feel like every time I ever saw anything about him or read anything about him, you know, he's doing positive stuff wherever he's going. And, you know, he's, he's had a unbelievable career, a career that, you know, very few people in any sport can sort of say, yeah, you know, like I triple crowned, I did this, I did this, you name it, I did it. And, you know, so to him, you know, cap off and, uh, you know, I'm glad they're giving him one more. I, you know, I don't like it sometimes when they cut a guy off. Like I kind of like the pool hosting this year. And, uh, you know, for a guy that could easily play another season after last year too. It's I know. Kind of nuts. Well, so, if he keeps yeah. getting thrown meatballs, they, they seem to, I don't know if it was just a pitcher's union thing to just throw him meatballs right down main street to try and maybe get in a picture with him or so. I don't know what it was, but, um, they to watch the 700 total. <laughs> It was really crazy to watch that end of his tail season here. But the fact that Miggy sealed up his 3,000th hit this year. And was it his 500th home run as I well? So. I think so. And to that point, the, guy, the guy's dripping with Cooperstown. <laughs> oh, yeah. No way He's out. a first ballad. No, he just walks right in the door. Correct. And class act all around. And I... I thought the coolest thing as a Blue Jays fan for this whole thing is the fact that he never really burned the Blue Jays in his tenure as a, you know, in the American League. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that somebody like that can, you know, not suffer against the Blue Jays, but he definitely didn't have like the level of just mashing us like some of the random players in Major League Baseball do. Or he doesn't walk all over us like Justin Verlander does for the point of two no hitters and he only has two no hitters in his career. Pretty crazy. <laughs> So good stuff. But um, as a Blue Jay fan, though, the we all been hearing the you know comparisons to Vlad over the years. And one of the guys that typically comes up is where people see Vlad's career going is the mold of somebody like Miguel Cabrera. I can't say that's going to happen all day, every day. But to that point, Vlad is definitely following the 
I would say, early part of Miggy Cabrera's Marlins career at this current moment was a third baseman, moved to first base. That happened a lot quicker than a lot would have expected. But offense maybe hasn't been as nuts, but he's won a gold glove already. <laughs> so and it's, it, I find it interesting sometimes when a, like, I mean, you know, you're right about their, just everything lines up for them to be very, very, very similar players. Um, Cabrera was so healthy. Like he was so rarely hurt. Um, he managed his body very well. I know that he was one of the first baseball players to sort of, you know, be really, really a part of the load management. So he mm-hmm. was, he was taking purposeful games off. He, he wasn't fighting to get into the lineup. He knew that if he was sitting, it was to, to sort of have a little bit of rehab time and, and, you know, they could always DH him. So, I mean, you know, for, for, for that part of it, I think that's outstanding. And I mean, you've got to like the, you've got to like it that Vladdy's got a guy like that, that he can look at and say, Hey, if I keep the course, if I stay what I'm doing here, I stay healthy. You know, if I keep hitting home runs, if I keep, you know, my fielding up, I could be as good as he is. Yeah. And I think he should see that as a obtainable goal, you know, that he's not, you know, if you look at the two on paper, early parts of their career, it's very eerily similar. Oh, yeah. And um, it's not just Vlad and his dad. He's got some other Hall of Fame bl- blood yes. um, and lineages there to be able to compare himself to. And I think that's very interesting as far as Blue Jays fandom is concerned, because I would that was all we were hearing. All we was coming through the minors. He's just he's exactly like his dad. Look at yeah. Miguel Cabrera's career. That's what you're getting as a Blue Jay fan. Yeah. To that point, I think that's more things to be excited. And obviously, a tip of the cap to Miguel Cabrera for being able to ride off into the sunset and to a team that might not be too bad this year in the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they've certainly been, you know, they're a little bit Baltimore Oriole-esque where they've been so bad. And then they they started to add some pieces and add some pieces. And, and um, I mean... It, it's going to be this year's going to be this year coming is going to be more of a dogfight than I think this this past year was. Um, I feel like a lot of those those certain teams were really trying to fine tune their lineups and, and really trying to, to their will they were willing to take a year of not winning and make it so that they may be able to win for five or six seven okay. years. I mean that's what I see with Baltimore. Baltimore's good. A good they're going to be a good baseball team for a long time. They yeah. got smashers down there and guys who can ball and it's. You know, we're going to see more and more and more of that, um, you know, and it's interesting that a team like um, like the Astros would win the World Series really with only Diaz. But <laughs> the youth movement is is starting to take over quite significantly. And um, I mean, it's it's sad for me because a lot of the guys, you know, that I recognize and 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 know and like are now, you know, aging out of the, the yeah. you know. But it's the truth, you know, like like guys who've been in the league for 10 years or 15 years are now, you know, it's time for them to go. And, and there's a lot of really good young talent, which is awesome. I mean, it's 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 a, a really good, fun time to be a baseball fan. Very much so. And it's like you're reading my mind. You've been on the show for what, two months? <laughs> you're trying, just trying to get going with these segue points already. Um, I was going to transition us to talk to the meet, winter meetings are coming up this coming week. Um, first thing that's going to happen is that we're going to actually have the contemporary baseball hall of fame ballot is submitted by the baseball writer or by that committee to possibly enshrine a major league baseball player that was overlooked quote unquote in the uh, recent years of the ballot. Yeah. The ballot this year, Jason 
because this is what we get to live with. <laughs> we all the steroid guys rolling off the main ballot. They're all on this one now. Yeah. It's Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Albert Bell, Don Mattingly, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, Raphael Palmero, and Kurt Schilling. I mean, really, I feel like like almost all of them should be in. Uh, and, I, and I may catch some flack on this. Um, the steroid thing doesn't really bother me all that much. Um, steroids didn't make, you know, anybody a, a better, have better eyesight or have better, you know, did it increase distance and things like that? Sure. Probably it did. But I mean, you know, a guy like Barry Bonds, he, he changed the way baseball were how, how pitchers had to face hitters and, you know, Don Mattingly, unbelievable. I, like, I don't think Mattingly had any steroid trouble. Is he just one that just didn't. He's, He's one that flies in the radar here, along with obviously Dale Murphy was never linked to anything as he played How manager is, earlier than all these guys. And then How Fred McGriff. Palmero? How's Palmero go in? <laughs> Palmero was the poster child for lying in front of Congress. <laughs> that would do it. Todd's um, had a character clause, right? <laughs> I like Albert Bell too. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you're in his page and you're you've got fernando vina's like you know uh, yeah. vote right there in hand knowing that he's not going to get it I don't know. content it's, of his character i find it interesting because you know again a guy like fred mcgriff i like him i think he should possibly have a sniff but i don't know if he's a hall of fame player so uh, out of my outside of clemens and bonds i think he's the clear guy on this list honestly yeah, because if you're looking for the poster child of that era, that wasn't involved in the nonsense and all the other stuff going on. Yeah, Fred McGriff was the. I, I think I read something the other day that there's only five other guys that played as long as he has that has as many RBIs as he does, and the list of it includes like Babe Ruth, freaking Mickey Mantle, <laughs> all these guys that are obvious hall of famers and the fact that uh, mcgriff finally was able to show off his stuff in postseason baseball with the braves he was you know godlike there those. exactly there wasn't a lot to really say and then the fact that he's got 493 career home runs you know he's this close to just having that this is a no-brainer number yeah right <laughs> right and that's what i meant i was i went i said yeah. it the wrong came out the wrong way I, I got you. That he was the guy on my list that I, I thought should be going through. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's always interesting. I, I, I listen to these hall of fame debates all the time and some hall of fames are so easy to get into and others, you know, they're so tight, like, and then there's crazy things in it. You, you go through some of the lists and you're like, what? Who? Yeah. what? And you've got guys who don't make it in. And so, I mean, I know it's, I know it's a, um, you know, it's a real feather in your cap, but I feel like, you know, I feel like in some cases, you know, even a guy like, you know, a guy like Clemens, like, I mean, he's mm -hmm. got to know he was one of the most dominant pitchers to ever pitch. Yes. Um, so, I mean, to not get the nod is pretty sad, but I mean, I guess everybody's got their, everybody's got their reasons. And to that point, I don't care about the reasons anymore. I think you broke that mold last year with the fact that David Ortiz was involved in the Mitchell report in all that kind of stuff. Never was officially linked to steroids, but was in that report, just like a few of these guys. Yeah. And he's enshrined in uh, Cooperstown, and it was a no-brainer. Yeah. So, and then the other fun part here, which is now, I, in my opinion, to where that bar level that you were just talking about is for enshrinement, the Baseball Hall of Fame is harder to get into than most Hall of Fames in other professional sports. 
that bar got nuked to hell as soon as you put Julio Franco in, or not Julio Franco, Harold Baines in through the same committee. So to me, all these guys have to make it based on the Harold Baines clause. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think all of these guys, all of these guys have the clout to get in. Um, they've got the resumes to get in. Um, you know, let's not, you know, ease off a little bit. Yeah, the lowest <laughs> offensive clout guy on this list or just baseball prowess person is Albert Bell. Yeah. <laughs> and Albert Bell was one of the most prolific home run hitters for a Cleveland Indians team that needed to finally start winning. Yeah. Everybody forgets that he was the main power force before Manny Ramirez was on the right. team. And yeah. while Manny Ramirez was getting his stuff together at the major league level, Albert Bell was dropping dimes and was one of the first home run hitters to actually hit 50 home runs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really long time. So yeah, he was an animal. Yeah. Watching him murder baseballs literally. (laughs) So outside of that, they have an award thing on Monday, which is, you know, this coming December 5th. And then they do the reliever of the years and stuff like that and whatnot. And then eventually it is the rule five draft on Wednesday, but the winter meetings will be kicking off this weekend. Um, So there is a lot of buzz going on on what, what this lukewarm, you know, off season has been so far that this finally might be the catalyst to it. So the question is, does something finally happen? Because I don't see Aaron judge signing during the winter meetings so if he doesn't fall which many believe is the first domino in this whole thing this is going to be all trade talk we might not see the results of what these meetings are for another two weeks which makes things pretty damn boring and why i'm going to start talking about something else i'm going to throw an idea by you here at the end of the show (laughs) so but to that point there's plenty of things that they could happen as far as groundwork and what players might be available so that is where i want to chit chat for for next who could be dealt and i sent you a list from a article on the score.com earlier yeah and it's about 14 major league baseball players that are on teams that might be considering dealing some of these guys there's a few names here that stick out for needs that the toronto blue jays need yeah do you want to pick any uh, particular? Or you well, want to go down I, the list? I mean, you know, I was kind of buzzing down, and one that caught my eye, and I don't know that if it's, I don't necessarily know that it's a Jays, um, a, you know, a must-have. Um, but is Yandy Diaz? Um, I mean, he, somebody is going to get really lucky if they can squeeze him yeah. out of Tampa. Um, I mean, he's incredible. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting read. If you guys get a chance to go read this on the score, uh, it is it is a good read. Um, one of the ones that keeps coming up all over the place, and I think we've we've kind of kicked this thing around a little bit, is is obviously Danny Jansen. Um, he's now being mentioned in a lot of different deals, a lot of you know all these different sort of options, and and you know like where he could go, where he couldn't go, and so that's when you start to sort of uh, you know you start start to wonder. Um, I I noticed Jesse Winker is available from the Mariners now. I wonder if he you know why he wouldn't have been you know maybe part and parcel of that trade. Um, And, you know, not uncommonly in baseball, you do see it's similar to hockey too, where you see a trade and then a month later, you'll see one that they try and keep a little more quiet. So, I mean, he, that one spells that he could be an option. 
Um, I also wonder how much because the, the the Mariners now have outfield depth. Yeah, because of that Tay Oscar trade, and they're and Tay Oscar is now one of their better outfielders, obviously outside of Griffey 2.0 and Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, but Winker is probably going to be the outs the guy looking from the outside in this equation here, and it strikes me that he's the guy that gets dealt more in spring training. For sure. Not so much, you know, it, there might be some feelers out on this groundwork here during the winter meetings, but is that what you're thinking too? Because it's just, yeah. why trade an asset like that when you got a DH spot? Right, exactly. And so you want to, I mean, I know I've read a bit about him and I know that he had a fairly disappointing season. Um, but like you said, he was going, he was out in the field with two mashers and they couldn't find anywhere to put him in the lineup. And then they have to put him in a bad spot in the lineup and he's just getting smoked. So I mean, for a, a kid who's who's a good baseball player, he's got a a, a low salary. Um, I mean, it might be a, he might be one to target. I mean, it's uh, that's the safety move for Blue Jays fans, I think, if we don't fill up the outfield for some other player, right? But because one of the ones that was on this list was funny enough, somebody we actually talked about on this show extensively last week, and Dylan Carson's, because the Cardinals are a nice link up for the fact that they have outfield depth and they need catching yeah boom yeah too easy let's fix this and get good players going back both ways that might be one of the more fair trades in major league history in recent recent years so that was one of them but to that point you've mentioned danny chanson's on this list he is out of these 14 players there's only one other catcher and i will make the uh, the crazy argument that you know danny jansen's a lot better than sean murphy of the Oakland A's Sean Murphy is a very much defensive catcher and just happens to uncork a few home runs here and there I'm guessing the fact that he's not going to all of a sudden turn into what the Mariners got with Cal Riley all of a sudden last season but (laughs) you know there is that piece to the equation there that you know I if you're looking for an all-around catcher right now the best one on the market that is cheap and young and probably going to help your franchise moving forward it it is Danny Jansen on it this market. Danny. And I'm not just saying that as a Blue Jays fan. Nope. And, and I mean, I think that that the one really nice thing is there are, there are a number of teams that need catching help. Like, I would say that at its depth position, it's probably the weakest I've ever seen it in the majors right now. Yes. Um, you know, not dissimilar to, to um, you know, first base a couple of years ago. It was It was a very weak position in the majors, mm-hmm. and it's really strengthened itself over the last sort of five years. There's some real studs in there now. Yeah. Um, Wilson Contreras is the only really standout even ballpark guy on the, excuse me, on the free agent line. So yeah. yeah. Many teams, I think, are going to be calling the Blue, Blue Jays trying to get that next piece to their uh, system. For sure, for sure. Most teams that win world series are really solid up the middle. I'll say the Houston Astros were a, <laughs> it's yeah. a uh, outlier this year, not having a real crazy good catcher, but they traded for one that was pretty damn decent at the trade deadline from the, uh, the Red Sox. So they were got something that solidified them a little bit more up the middle, yeah. but usually you're looking for, you know, catcher shortstop and center fielder are your main Yep. Big building pieces, which to that point, that's what the Blue Jays did in 2015, finally getting Russell Martin and having, you know, everything kind of falling into place around that situation. So it worked out pretty damn well, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so on some of the other parts of this whole thing, the one that actually caught my eye that I didn't even really think I was, you know, 
wow, this would be a really good idea kind of like thing until I didn't realize that how much pitching depth is still in Miami with the Marlins. Oh, yeah. To the point that they have an embarrassment of riches is the fact that Sandy Alcantara is definitely not going where, but if maybe in the right situation, he could, but to the next point, Pablo Lopez is the guy that's been literally trailing Alcantara literally about his, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. the whole time through the minor league system for the Miami Marlins. And now in the majors, he's been doing the same thing. He could be that guy that takes that next step. And he's only at the age of 26 coming into a good pitching rotation like the Blue Jays, this could spell something really good for another team that is also looking for a catcher. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's you know, the I think that the whole thing is, and, and I, I know we talked about this the other, the, uh, a, a week or so ago. Um, I mean, Jano is probably the most likely, but I mean, at, at, at the risk of, of, you know, going right off the rails. I mean, they could potentially trade Kirk and Jano in the off season. You're stealing my ideas. <laughs> I mean, what's the worst not, case scenario? You got yeah, Gabriel Moreno at that point. They could yeah. gra- grab a Caleb Joseph, like catcher off of the free agent line, come in into spring training and learn to be the backup catcher. And it wouldn't yeah. be the worst thing in the world. I think a lot of that depends on what the Blue Jays end up doing at the DH position. For sure, 100%. Because if you have Kirk that can bat in DH and then you have the other catcher catch, great. Yeah, Kirk Kirk spells DH eventually in his career. He happens to be a very good athletic catcher at this point. But I have a strange feeling that piece of his game is going to wither a little bit quicker than some of the others in this same conversation. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, based on body size and body style, he's going to have to really watch um, because he's quick now, you know, but he's a big dude and yeah. you know one too many empanadas in the off season and, you know <laughs> we're a few a uh, few way uh years away from the uh, idea that you know people like pat borders could still be catchers and yeah <laughs> buck yeah. martinez is in the game and yeah whatnot alejandro kirk's biggest thing is his arm saves a lot of his stuff and yeah. he is sneaky fast for somebody his size so to that point we were talking very athletic catchers that are going to win jobs as a catcher in Gabriel Moreno yeah. and Danny Jansen. There's just no way of saying it. Those two are crazy athletic and are, yeah. you know, good for nice. catching. Yeah. But the Pablo Lopez idea that that's another crazy good arm that comes into this rotation that really solidifies the fact that the blue Jays don't have just the offense, but we have the anchoring one through four in our rotation now. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, he, he's, when you, when you look at the Jays, and we've talked about middle relief as being a need, but there is a need for a starter. There is a need, you know, if if the guys that they gambled on last year that didn't work out, you know, if they can move around or if they can, you know, go to sort of middle relief or things like that, then maybe you do pluck a really good gem out of the out of the tank and, and, and you know, and get another, get another arm. Um, yeah. You know, it's, pitching is such a fickle thing. You know, it's, uh, we were just talking about um, some travel baseball that we're going to do, and um, we're short a couple of, of of arms that would normally be, you know, traveling with our team. And you know, the first discussion is, oh, we'll be okay. We've got other kids that can pitch, and da da da. And then you start going through it, and you're like, mm, do mm. we? Know? You know, could we use one more? And yeah. you know, so that's where you've got to make sure that you're, you, you know, you really are um, taking care of that that need that is so so important. Um, yeah. 
you know. And to that need, the Blue Jays, if you look at their rotation right now, obviously it's Gosman, Barrios, and um, Manoa. If you don't sign Stripling back, your four guy is now gone. Yeah. You go down to your fifth spot. Okay, we already saw the wonderful wild card that is Mitch White and uh, you say Kikuchi. Yeah. That's your current rotation. Some combination of those three guys at the end of your rotation. <laughs> I don't so. mind Mitch White. I don't mind Mitch White if he can get a little confidence. Um, when he Good was starter, in, though. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like him as a starter. Correct. But to that point, I um, so I, I see the need because the rest of that is hinging on the bets that new, new Toronto Blue Jays number one tr- prospect, Ricky Teedman, is ready to go. Or, the, and he's right, going to do something Alec Manoa-ish, which doesn't happen, just saying. Blue Jays fans got really spoiled with the first few years of Alec Manoa's career. They're going to expect every good prospect pitcher to come out of the minor league system and do that same thing. It just doesn't happen. Um, So the next piece of that is, okay, great. Uh, Does Nate Pearson finally emerge as a starter? Like we've all all been hoping and praying for. And I don't see that happening. So I really think that they got to find some combination to be some level of extra starter or bring in a few guys to at least build out that depth. I agree. They you also know, lost Casey Lawrence and all those guys that we saw this last off season. Yeah. Even if, even if you're going out and you're digging a little bit and you're finding somebody who you may be taking a bit of a flyer on, if they're, if they can throw strikes, then, you know, by all means, take the shot. I mean, it's, yep. it's, um, it's going to be one of those years where that one little piece might make the, the biggest of differences. Like, I mean, I know that the Astros, you know, I don't. I don't think that they thought both of those guys could could both close. But when it came down to it, it didn't really matter. You threw either yeah. of them out there; they were untouchable. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it's if you can get the right horses running at the right time, it's it's incredible. You know. Yeah. So part of the other fun here that I would see, we're still talking pitching. I want to talk another team that might be looking to dump some of their salary from their pitching rotation. And that is looking at the Milwaukee Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers are still trying to, they were hoping to be able to compete with that monster contract of Christian Yelich. They have found that they have been competitive, but they haven't been taking those next steps after just missing the playoffs last year. Do they, clean out some of that or hope to restock the cupboards for a quick flip into the next season here. Um, the quickest way to do that is similar to what they did in the last. Tra- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done at Granger. We're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply deadline with Josh Hader and that yeah. is flip Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff I love by the way I loved Corbin Burns in Major League and uh, <laughs> there um, is. 
<laughs> I, I think Corbin Burns is probably the right guy to be moving if you are going to move a guy out of that one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's a good he's a good pitcher. He's got a lot of uh, he got a lot, he's got a lot of street cred. Um, you know, he he fits the mold for a lot of teams. Um, he's twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got he's got all of a, a ton, a ton, a ton of pluses and not mm-hmm. a lot of negatives. Correct, um, and damn near close to being a Cy Young candidate the last couple of years too. Yes. so there is that. Yeah. So yes. that's somebody that's not just coming in to be your fourth starter. That's being another, you made a, you know, four headed monster. If you get some kind of re uh, resurgence of Barrios this year with somebody like Corbin Burns in that rotation. Oh, for good luck sure. getting good luck getting hits off of that American league. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then to that point, the next piece to that would be Brandon Woodruff. And I'll give you a 50, 50 on which is actually easier to get because Woodruff's just a year older, same arbitration level. Everything's about the same. You would get two years of control out of either of those guys. And Woodruff also had a 13-win season, a 3.05 ERA this last year. So the trades that um, I and some other people have been doing online that I've seen, uh, you know, they, you, you have, I don't know if anybody's ever been on the trade simulator.com thing, but MLB trade simulator.com, but it's fine and fun to goof around and play with. It's kind of like playing MLB the show with what real teams logically might think about doing. Yeah. Um, instead of just a dumb computer algorithm, like how I have Julio Rodriguez and like Wander Franco on my Toronto Blue Jays team and an MLB the show yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only I two years like, from now. I feel like- <laughs> My son has my son one son Jet has a crazy 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 insane um, MLB team, and every time I look at it, he'd be like, "Oh, I got like a '99 Ricky Henderson." Dad. I'm like, "That's not fair to anybody." Like, no, it's not. You know? And then he's like, "Oh, I got a '99, you know, Acuna," and I'm like, "What? You can't. It's not fair." Yeah. So it's evil. But to that point, the um, proposed trade, at least for the Brandon Woodruff one, because. Milwaukee also could be one of those teams on the hunt for a catching prowess and some lumber because they could use somebody that could drive in some runs. Uh, Alejandro Kirk for Woodruff straight up. Yeah. As I mean, much I as think, I love Kirk, I think I pulled the trigger on that. Yeah. That solves that. That fixes a big problem for the Jays. And, you know, it, it allows Kirk to, 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 you know, go somewhere where he can probably flourish and play a ton. Um, and I, I think the Brewers are okay with the last guy that we we traded with them. <laughs> I think. I mean, Telez yeah. has been a has been a beast. My favorite drinking buddy, Roddy Telez. <laughs> yeah, you know. So Just... it's like I don't know. It's it's and, and when you've got grease like that, you know, like when you have had a successful trade with another team, there are some good feelings, and that you yep. can sometimes get a little bit of a sweetheart deal sometimes. But you know. And that actually turned out to be a pretty good trade for the Blue Jays too. Clayton Richards has been a decent, you know, especially the year we acquired him. He was really good. He yeah. had a little bit of falling off with his changeup accuracy this past season. And, you know, things happen. Oh, well. But to that point, Roddy Telez has emerged as being one of the more powerful first basemen in baseball the last two years in Milwaukee. And that man fits that town a hundred billion times over. Had the luxury of talking with him at a few uh, Buffalo Bisons events and stuff like that over the years here in town. And great guy. But that tailgating environment and everything going on for a baseball game there in Milwaukee, that spells him all day, every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The flip of that was if you ended up wanting to get Corbin Burns, there is a little bit of an upsell according to war figures and Cy Young votes and all that kind of stuff. 
we probably have to give up Kirk or Jansen and a prospect. I'm actually perfectly fine with either of that. And honestly, I do like the idea of getting um, Corbin Burns for that little extra. I do think he's got, he's peaking right now. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon Woodruff is, I've had my couple good years here and I think he's riding it, which is great. You need those guys for your talent too. Yeah. But I, I think, I think there's still something to be seen from Corbin Burns. And if you were able to strike and get that right now with a two player deal like this with a prospect and somebody, a major league ready guy like Kirk or Jansen, yep. that Burns is an incredibly got, young guy that can just throw the ball hard. And yep. I think he misses more bats in the uh, American league verse. Um, for sure. For, for sure. He, he would be, he would be dicing in the American league. He's a really strong arm throws the ball. Just like you said, throws the ball super hard. And, um, you know, I'm right. I'm right with you. I, I wish I could disagree with you on any. <laughs> There's a, and this is just that just so everybody's aware, we're still talking about the same article, 14 players available. Yep. According to the score.com. It's their one of their main articles from today. So please check that out. And, and by the way, we're saying that we're not even affiliated with them. So yeah, great article. <laughs> so, there was two other guys I want to talk about on this list. And I think it's because, um, more or less, I don't think Blue Jays fans are going to know of them, but maybe they should. <laughs> and that is right, right-handed reliever Joe Jimenez, who is in his last year of his arbitration deal. So you would actually only get him for this year. But there is a plenty of ability to be able to sign a young 27-year-old like that reliever back yeah. on another contract if he does something good this season. And then the other one is somebody that's actually a little bit more locked up and now we need after we just traded – our outfielder, Teoscar Hernandez, and that is the Pirates' Brian Reynolds. I like I like me some Brian Reynolds. I think yeah. that guy's got game for days. Yeah. I think if something falls through on the Dylan Carson's Avenue, I am very happy settling with Brian Reynolds. He's got some great bat-the-ball ability. He was an all-star level guy the last couple of years. He had a little bit of a injury bug this year, a little bit, where he missed some random sprag pieces of the season. Um, but to that point, he, he has become the face as far as hitters go in that until you got the Kebron Hayes and the O'Neill Cruises going yep. up through that system. And he signed all the way through 2026. So that is a solid guy you're plugging into our outfield every day. Yeah. yeah. And a guy that could play center field. For sure. hundred percent. He's got wheels. He's got, he tracks the ball unbelievably well. Um, he's just a really good all around out, outfielder. Um, and you know, to your point on his, on his injuries, I think he might've had the pirate flu a couple of times this year. I mean, they were bad, really bad. And you know, like if I've got a tweaked ankle or something and I'm like, eh, maybe, you know, I'm, I might sit a couple extra games out here, skip. Um, <laughs> there is that. And to that <laughs> point though, coming to a team like the blue Jays is going to energize somebody like him to be the guy that he was like the last few years before yes, that, that sure. earned him this contract that is I don't want to say he's the player like this, but it earned him a very Colby Rasmus like contract. Yes, for sure. <laughs> he's not. Don't let nobody take that. <laughs> I'm trying to sell you on. I'm not ruining it. <laughs> so, um, but to that point, I think there's something there because here's the other part that Blue Jays fans forget or the casual fan might not know. The current general manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates that's trying to rebuild a team is the former Blue Jays farm director in Ben Charrington. Hmm. Also yeah. former Red Sox general manager. 
for yep. those years where they did really damn well. Yep. Ben Charrington has a very good pro- button on what's going on in the Blue Jays Meyer League system that he could get the guys he wants. Might not be guys that we even think it hurts our team, which yeah. to that point, he's a very good acquisition of talent. <laughs> so we get somebody like Brian Reynolds. I don't care. Take who you want, Ben. Just have a good time. Get me Brian Reynolds and we have a solid outfield. So that puts us into that ballpark we were talking about last week with Springer and right, Guriel and left, Reynolds in center. Yeah. Yeah. We got to stop got to stop slotting these superstars into center. It might be an expensive offseason for the for the gym. Well, this one's only going to be 6.75 a season, so that's, yeah, that's not too true. bad for that's Brian true. Reynolds. A pretty good buy actually. I take it back. And to that point, it does ramp up, I think, near the end of that contract to like somewhere in the 10 ballpark. But I'm fine giving a guy like him that's the uh, down and dirty, gritty kind of player the uh, benefit of the doubt that he's going to be able to do that whole system thing. I thought thought that was a very, very fair, good contract for both sides when he signed that last year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So last guy before we talk about some other fun here is Pirates reliever Joe Jimenez, like we were talking about a minute ago. This is another guy that could sneak into our bullpen that is a hard-throwing guy. Yeah. Yes, it's one season you're getting out of him with hope for maybe that next piece to it. But, Jason, if you get another guy like Joe Jimenez in our bullpen, this is going to look pretty hard for opposing hitters, especially to the point what we've seen with the the rest of the major league. You know, it's like, great. Our starter went out and threw six innings. Whoop de doo. Here's good luck getting through these four guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it, one of those guys. You know, and again, I, I I look back to the Astros and the Astros bullpen was so strong, and, and it just puts it on display that if you can have two or three guys that you can count on night after night after night to come in, burn innings, not get not give up the big ones. I mean, you can give up a solo home run. I mean, unless it's a one nothing game, you're not getting killed. But these guys were dancing all over the strike zone. They're throwing hard. They're, uh, you know, very confident. And that's what a team can take and change their whole trajectory with something like that. So, yeah, a guy like that is, is you know, he's he's a, a, a he affords would afford the Jays the ability to just put fear into the seventh, eighth and ninth inning of every game. Yeah. And that's exactly what they need. And because to that point, we've already seen what Jordan Romano can do. You get anything that can handle around him. It's just lights out. Good night. Yep. <laughs> and to that point, we as Blue Jays fans have seen over the last couple of years, how having a Rocky bullpen really is the problem. That was the reason we missed the playoffs by one game, two seasons yep. ago. That 100%. was the reason that things didn't fall together completely perfectly so long into this season, this past year, but I digress. (laughs) So on the next pieces, I just wanted to chit chat and talk about something that recently happened in Blue Jays history that had its little anniversary the other day. What was it? There was a certain player we acquired in 2015 that really took us over the top. Uh, Was it it Bautista, was it? Uh, you're thinking too, too. Oh, too I'm thinking way, way far in advance. 2015. Trade. Yeah. 2015. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I said, who is it? Oh, it's Josh Donaldson. Oh, so the anniversary of that trade was the other day. And, uh, <laughs> and I just wanted to mention that this was one of those things that 
this is the kind of stuff that could be coming. It's not going to be somebody maybe on the level of Josh Donaldson, but most people were excited about Josh Donaldson, but nobody expected him to be an MVP outside of, you know, a certain cult following of people like me that knew that he was like this close to being Mike Trout at war for two seasons in a row before that, you know? So the trade was Brett Laurie, Franklin Barreto, Kendall Graven, and Sean Nolan all went to Oakland for just Josh Donaldson coming back to the Blue Jays. Wow. And to that point, like I mentioned, he ended up becoming the 2015 Major League Baseball American League MVP. He was uh he's still he's still got game. He he can still play. Um yeah. I can't stand that he's wearing pinstripes, but oh, it hurts um, now, doesn't it? I know. <laughs> but you know, I I, I it, it's you know, the Josh Donaldson story is an interesting one. He started out as a he came up as a catcher. Um, and they were very deep at catcher in Oakland. And so they asked him where else he could play. And then he turns into one of the best third basemen to ever play. Like, I mean, it's things like that. Like there's very few sports. Like, I guess the only other person I can think of, like off the top of my head where they, they encouraged a guy to change his position and he became literally became an all-star the next year is Brett Burns. Burns was a forward when he started out and they Mm -hmm. switched him to D and it was like, Oh, you mean to tell me that this whole kid's growing up through junior, through everything, they had him as a forward and he's a bet he's a Norris level defense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's you know, Josh Donaldson was is a is an enigma. Um, but I, I do see more and more now, and I think this is sort of the the whole um the whole uh, thing with looking at, at at you know everybody playing everywhere and pitchers being able to hit and you know, all these other things where they're, they're trying to make baseball a little more like baseball should be like it's, you know, Otani makes things more, you know, uh, sandlot, less, you know, less major league baseball. Um, yeah. And I think that that's one of the things like even when you see, you know, when you see him hitting home runs and he's rounding third, you can see that the guys on third base are like, that's awesome that that guy can go up there and throw strikes. He'll strike me out. I'm coming yeah. up next. And he just hit one, you know, 480 into the cheap boxes up there. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, and, and baseball is one of those sports that, that in a lot of cases does allow an athlete, Jim Edmonds, you know, like guys like that, 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 that make a positional change, a significant positional change and still manage to have a really, really, really good career. Yeah. Case in point, everybody never, you know, Vlad Jr. moving from third base to short. Loris Gurriel, or third base to first base. Loris Gurriel Jr. moving from shortstop to second base to really finding himself as the Blue Jays' everyday left outfielder. It happens. And to that point, it's happened many times in Blue Jays' history, too. Very similarly, Carlos Delgado, everybody forgets, started his career as a catcher as well. Yep became a first baseman and the mashing monster that should be in the hall of fame that we are currently aware of. (laughs) So um, I thought this was really interesting. They had the blue bluebird banter reminded me of this. The whole thing is another website um, part of SB nation. And to that point, they put up the poll from when the trade happened. Yeah. And it was, what were your thoughts on the trade? with Josh Donaldson and the 45% of it loved it. The blue Jays made out by it like bandits is what the, the quote was. Yeah. Uh, 50% seemed like it was eh, win-win. And then 6% of people somehow voted out of 4,000 people that they hated this trade. (laughs) You're always going to get that. Watch the world burn. (laughs) There's lots of people that when, you know, when Gretzky got traded, they were immediately like, you know, 
great trade. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, are you out of your mind? Like yeah. sometimes things have run its course. And, and I mean, obviously there's been buckets of bad trades. Like <laughs> there's been, this is a pretty one-sided bad. one when you look at it in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's been way more bad than there has been good. And, um, when the bat, when it's a bad one, it sticks out a lot, you know, like even good ones, like you might be like, like Donaldson where you're like, you know, that was a great trade for the Jays, but you know, now he's a Yankee. He's been, you know, a couple of different places. So he's not really helping the Jays anymore, Correct. but it's one of those things where you're, you're kind of, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's super interesting when you see it, you know? Yeah. But to that point, I'm just saying we made out like bandits because the best person in this trade ended up being Kendall Graveman. <laughs> just saying how many blue jays fans even remember kendall kendall graveman he's turned into a very very good reliever for the uh the, the chicago white Sox. um but to that point just to you know toot the horn here for josh dallas and his four-year tenure with the toronto blue jays and give him a tip to the hat and a cheers here 281 383 548 triple slash line yeah. with 116 home runs in four seasons he was the rainmaker. There's a reason that he was a nickname that, right? Yeah. Self-proclaimed bringer of rain. Just yep. Yep. <laughs> So I have one other trade I wanted to throw your way here before we sign off here and get moving. Unless there's anything, obviously, you want to add or talk no, about this evening. Okay. One of the random trades that came up in an article I happened to be reading over the uh, last week here was a – Blue Jays going all in for a pitcher. And honestly, I don't know if I have a problem with this, even if it was another pitcher of this person's caliber. It was linking up the Toronto Blue Jays with the Cleveland Guardians. The Blue Jays would send Mourinho, Aurelius Martinez, and Leo Jimenez, who is also a flying under the radar perennial top prospect for the Toronto Blue Jays. This hasn't taken that next step for Shane Bieber. Oh, very interesting. I like the Beebs. The Beebs is gotta a, love the Beebs. Beebs is a hell of a pitcher. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's one of those ones where you're really you really are um, selling to to have now. Um, I don't like getting that rid of a lot of things. Yeah, that means a lot of things. Yeah, that means a lot of things. Um, he's too good. You got to hang on to him. Like there's there's sometimes you see a guy who when you're lucky enough to draft him, he should wear your jersey until yeah. it falls off his back. <laughs> and if you can do that, like if you can keep a guy in your system, you know, like I, I feel the same with Vladdy and I I'm close to feeling the same way with Bichette. Um, Bichette yeah. had a bit of an off year, but I mean, those are, those are cornerstone guys that you drafted and they can take you to the promised land. So yeah. sometimes, you know, to not see the forest for the trees on a trade like that, like, I mean, and pitchers are so fickle. Yeah. You blow out an arm or, or, you know, you get hurt and you're just dead weight sitting there where, you know, I feel like a, um, uh, like a, a field player um, really, you know, can work himself back to being healthy. And even if you're not fully healthy, you can still hit in most cases. Like there's things yeah. you can do. If you're a pitcher and you're hurt, you're useless. You're, you're, Correct. you're dead weight. So that's not one. So to your point, I don't know if this was known to you or not. So I want to put this other piece to this. The reason you're giving up that much talent is you're getting two full seasons out of Shane Bieber. I mean, so I not, think... not a huge investment to your point. No, nope. but you're getting two guaranteed seasons from a ace level guy. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not surprised it... you had to give up that. 
Yeah, yeah. But I do see what you're saying because I it, out of the three catchers, I would rather keep Moreno somehow, unless I'm getting somebody guaranteed like Bieber back. But you know, I I, I do see the perennial all-star catcher that has been brewing in our minor league system and Gabriel Moreno. And I would love to see that continue in a blue Jay uniform, not somewhere else. I mean, Gabby, Vladdy and Bo, and even a cut, like, I mean, a Springer and a few, we could really have one of the most marketable teams. I mean, Gabby's unbelievable. He's, you know, and he's a good interview. He's, he's a smart kid, you know, like he's the kind of guy that you can, you can like, put your whole team behind and let, you know, if he can let the, the bat fly, then it's, you know, you've got, you know, three or four years of, of what could be the best we ever see. And yeah. then matter you know, of time. Yeah. If you get two years <laughs> out of Bieber um, or even somebody at Bieber's level, I, I mean, I feel like we've all seen a high level pitcher go somewhere and, you know, not perform as advertised. We have one and, of those we yeah <laughs> it happens all the time and and so. for me you know when you when you throw out prospects i i I'm, i never love that route especially if you've got ones that ha- are as highly touted as the two we're talking about yeah. in that two out of three um, yeah, and to that point i think leo Jimenez is going to be a major league player i think i think he will follow the santiago espinal mold to the majors i really yeah. think he's got that kind of talent he plays all four places in the infield so he's one of those weird people too yeah um to that point honestly i love i i see where you're going with the Mourinho thing i want to point out things uh, to the point of the ralvis martinez avenue here you have one more season of guaranteed matt chapman at third base that's this coming year without yeah. some kind of a off season move here to give him more money and give him guaranteed years right now, the current third base placeholder. Now that you've traded Jordan Groshans is Aralvis Martinez. You're trading the guy that is your next up offensive guy that has a great arm, maybe not as much of range, but he's definitely not Vlad level of range playing at third base. He's going to be a good third baseman. Yeah. Probably yeah. meant more for shortstop at the end of the day, but he will be a great player one way or the other. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's that's the sneaky part, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, right now we're playing with house money. None of it matters. Anything we say, like we could say any, you know, let's go after Verlander. Let's, you know, like, you know, we're just putting chess pieces on the board and hoping them that, that they, you know, that it's fun to talk about. But, uh, you know, I think when it comes down to it, uh, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's, I feel like it's a really, a really, really rig- big chance to take with somebody I feel like is going to be, you know, not only with the Jays for a long time, but be a very, very successful part of the the Blue Jays organization moving forward. Yeah. Where I Bieber, think... I mean, I don't know, even if you take anybody. That's that a win now move. move. Yeah. <laughs> That's a now move. That's a, that's a, we're going to win the world series within the next two years. We know we are. Uh, let's make that move. And, um, you know, I, I'm hopeful that the Jays will, you know, certainly do better this year. I don't know if they're a world series champ yet. Um, yeah. It's in there. It's trying there to if find you do the way right out. Pieces. Yeah. And, and I mean, the question is, is does a guy like Bieber put you over the hump or does, you know, working from within and that, that young talent really starting to shine and really starting to, 
to smash up the American League, then I'll tell I you two years from now. Yeah, I think those trades that we were laying out earlier on that point, Jason, are, are a little bit more in the fit and still keeping the win now move going mm-hmm. a little bit. It's not hedging the bet, like you said. I think I think the Blue Jays may personally make a mistake if they trade Mourinho for anything but the King's Ransom right now because he right. is so talented. So great. If you help, if he's in that trade that gets you the King's Ransom, fine, make it happen. For, for sure. But him and whichever other catcher we keep, this season spells success for the Blue Jays, short-term and long-term, and it just keeps things moving. Yeah, yeah. So, good. Hey, never <laughs> been better. I'm going to have to go. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I have to go shovel my driveway again. It's uh, oh, wonderful. <laughs> how weird it is to have snow falling so heavily in the city of Vancouver right now, but um, we're going to go fight it. We still got it's- hockey practice and stuff to do. It's the opposite of weird over here because usually I have at least two, three feet of snow out on the ground here in Rochester, New York, and especially when a whole 45 minutes and an hour away, there's already six feet of snow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like in the land that winter forgot all yeah. of a sudden because it's, it's usually winter bad. here in I, Rochester, New York by now. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't uh, – don't jinx yourself. Don't, uh, uh, knock on desk. We like to call it a Murphy around here. Yeah. Don't Murphy yourself. Don't Murphy uh, yourself. So it's just one of those things, you know, like, like it's, it's, uh, I feel like we're going to, the winter meetings are going to kick off a lot of noise. Um, there's a few hornet's nests that need to be stirred out there. And, um, I don't know. I, I kind of had a weird feeling that Bellinger might get signed before the winter meetings. Um, mm-hmm. I was just reading a few, uh, blogs and stuff on, on during the weekend. And there's a lot of mention of him, you know, sort of wanting to get a deal done, um, I, I think he'd like to just, you know, be solidified and, and I mean, left-handed bat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So to that point, I agree with you. I'm, I'm shocked that that one hasn't happened yet because he just he has rebuild uh, comeback player of the year award winner again, level. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So everybody forgets that year that he had the monster year. He actually won the comeback of the year award. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was hurt perennially the year before that. Yeah. So, Anyway, Jason, on that note, I'm going to give you segue points because obviously next week we're going to be talking winter meetings. <laughs> so um, I, we're going to go from that and talk to that. Also, Jason, I we didn't get to that because we had such a good talk this evening to my other point. But um, I'm thinking about having some Blue Jays history kind of things going on here at the end of each episode where we might be able to see if we can get some guests on here and talk about a for sure specific topic in Blue Jays history, kind of like we did with the Josh Donaldson trade today. For sure. So just uh, if, if, anything happens the Bre- if anything happens with the Brewers, um, I, I know one of their scouts. And so I could maybe have Marty come on and talk a little bit. And, and there you go. You know, all baseball fans are welcome here at the Blue Jays barroom. It. it doesn't matter affiliation, it. except unless they're a Yankees or a Red Sox fan. Then we it's like the, you know, club sliding Blues, scale. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, but anyways, Blue Jays fans, obviously, we'll be back next week to talk winter meetings. Make sure you uh Join us on these wonderful live shows that we're doing. We are here on our brand new platform where you get to see everything. We put your uh, stuff up on the screen as the team here chats to it. You are 100% in this conversation with us. So make sure you join these live shows weekly. Right now it's going to be Tuesdays at 7 o'clock Eastern time. And we are going to be here just to chat and talk about whatever topics come up. And make sure if you miss the live shows that we will have the podcast available, just like we've always had since day one, when we started here in 2016. Yeah, it's been that long <laughs> that we will be on Spotify podcasts, um, Apple 
Google Play, all that kind of good stuff for you to be able to chime in and chat with us as well. And hit us on all the social media channels you humanly can. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything. And it's all at BirdWatchingGC. And I'll tell you about why it's called GC because it's just the we used to be a game cast where we would tell everybody to mute Buck and Tabby and listen to us instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this whole thing started. We didn't want to listen go. to Tabby and Buck talk about nonsense. <laughs> so anyways, Blue Jays fans, make sure you jo- listen in and join us. We are happy to have you. And Jason, ready for the, the sign off here? Two claps We're and Ric Flair. Born ready. <laughs> One, two, three. Woo-hoo! Let's go Blue Jays. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdWatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Woo! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.